Welcome to another episode of Attack of Opportunity. Today with me, as always, Andrew. Hi. And myself, Jose. Wee. And today we're talking about warlocks. So, <laughs> you sold your soul to the devil. So, Jose. Yes. Warlocks. Yes. Now, I know the book says that they are seekers of knowledge. Bullshit. Yeah, that's actually the first thing I'm like, <laughs> well, then <laughs> Wizard of the Coast obviously doesn't know its crowd because that's not, that's literally how no one plays a warlock that I know of. <laughs> Seeker of power, maybe. But before we start, Andrew, can you guess the beer I'm drinking? Let's hear it. All right, so it's in a can. That, that, that's it. That's all I know. It's in a can. Uh, it, is, it is from Arizona. Ooh. I actually don't know that many beers from Arizona. What is uh, it? It's a, uh, are you ready? <clears throat> yeah. It's a Arizona green tea with ginseng and honey. You're not drinking a beer. I'm drinking green tea, brother. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Ari- Ari- Arizona. I never I I actually st- I actually got my phone and started to Google Arizona beer. <laughs> fucker. Nope. I had two beers in a row. I can't do that. Uh there was an intervention happening between episodes. Yeah, I kinda I kinda noticed during the Druid episode. I'm like, dude, you might wanna <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be one beer every three episodes <laughs> yeah that's what i told you to do <laughs> whatever andrew you don't know me no andrew doesn't know what he's talking about you know well, what I'm about, andrew? unlike you yeah i'm having a yingling you are Yep, a normal not a yingling light this time a normal traditional yingling which i've noticed <laughs> They've changed the recipe back. Right. They changed because, the recipe? Yeah, because I think it was like something like six years ago, they like introduced like more wheat into the recipe and it gave mm. it like a like kind of a cereal taste. Yeah. Um, which was to be to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't like it and a lot of people didn't. Um huh. that that might have been there might have been a shortage on like hops or barley or something like that because it is affected by that. But they have since gone back to the traditional yingling taste, which is uh, delicious and refreshing. Nice. Mm-hmm. I gotta try the new ones then. I don't know. Is there is there like a difference? Is it like does it say like does it say like yingling originals? No, <laughs> it's just yingling. No. Oh, okay. Because okay, do you remember the yinglings that we had when we first started having them? Yes. That's what they taste like now. They've gone back to that original taste because huh. in between then and now, they introduced like a bit more wheat into the process. You I, know what? I, I think I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was very like, yeah, like a cereal taste, like you said. Yeah. And I, I don't know the actual specifics of it, but I do know that when something like that happens, it's because they're making up for a lack of a certain ingredient. Right. right. So, but yeah, they've, they've since gone back to the original like balance between wheat and barley. So, we're, we're yeah. right back in form. Do you know what's not original, though? Hmm. Selling your soul to the devil. Selling your soul to the devil? No. 
selling your soul to Cthulhu? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. So I know very little about warlocks. Educate me while I drink my green tea. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, so warlocks, first of all, I want to get this out of the way. I love warlocks. And no, you, don't, you put them on your like number 12. Oh, I will get to that. <laughs> I love warlocks in terms of a class building. You don't need to apologize to anybody, Andrew. <sighs> I Be yourself. Love... Okay. Be, so here, don't so, lie to yourself. <laughs> So here's the laundry list of why warlocks fucking suck. <laughs> no, no, no. Warlock, warlocks, I, I've always found to be super cool in terms of a character building like perspective because there's just there's so much you can draw from in terms of like what you can can do. Kind of like take this, tweak it a bit, make it your own. Right. Um, it says here in the book that they are seekers of um, forbidden knowledge and stuff like that. I like to play it from the perspective that the warlock just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Isn't and, that just your life? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and like, and a great old one's like, you will be my chosen one. And you're like, why? And they're like, that's not up for you to decide. <laughs> Maybe once you're level 20, you'll know. Um, okay, so in terms of, so you have your wizard. Who, yes. is, who is the person that has trained and studied and has the Rocky montage and learning magic and stuff like that. You have the sorcerer, which is your X-Men mutant, you know, at low, you know, when he, when he turned 12, all of a sudden he can start doing magic and it's freaking yeah. him out and stuff like that. Dr. Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, what did you say? I said, yeah, exactly. You saying that Dr. Strange is. Well, no, no, I wizard? don't know. I, I really, yeah, Doctor Strange is a wizard, even though he's a sorcerer, and uh, we're not getting into that. <laughs> we're not getting into this. You just, I tricked you to say it backwards again. Yeah. He's a sorcerer. No, I mean, no he's a wizard, a not a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah Doctor Strange is a wizard, not a sorcerer. Yeah, I that's what I said. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> so so you have those two caveats. You have you have the person that trained and studied uh, to have magic. And then you have the person that naturally has magic by right. their origins. Then you have the warlock, which took a shortcut and, <laughs> cut, and cut a deal with somebody. It's like, fuck this. I'm not studying. <laughs> yeah, no. Studying is dumb. <laughs> studying is dumb. And I wasn't born with magic. So <laughs> <laughs> there's so a yeah. cool kids. Yeah, exactly. This is this is the spellcaster that sits at the back of the bus with all the cool kids. <laughs> um, so warlocks, they get they unlike unlike the sorcerers and wizards who get their magic powers from you know studying or whatnot. The warlocks they get their magic powers from their patron. They which is it's described in the book that they get like an nth of a power of their patron, and that's how they can cast magic and whatnot. Um, in return, they have to do something for the patron, or they just kind of have to get along with their patron in some way, shape, or form. I always like to have the idea that their patron is antagonistic, especially if you're going with a um, what's it, a a fiend patron. <laughs> Or <laughs> we're, we're like we're they're like burn it all to the ground. You're like, no, stop. I need to <laughs> Could you just please for a second <laughs> like not tell me that? Do um it. do it. 
burn them all. No, um, <laughs> can my warlock be a dark side Kermit? The frog? Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, the, and that's and that's kind of the cool thing about a patron is because uh, as as uh, as a player, you can kind of set it up to be whoever your patron, you know, like whoever whoever you want them to be. Right. So. You know, if they're a fiend, they're obviously <laughs> going to be a devil or a demon of some kind. If they're a Feywild, you can get a little looser with that and be like, oh, there's a queen of the summer court or whatever. If you want to get real bananas, you can make it a great old one and just have it be whatever you want. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I told you, I think I told you one time that, like, I had an idea for a great old one warlock where they worship the moon. And it's oh not, yeah, you did tell me about that. And it's not because they worship the moon, but they worship whatever's inside of the moon. And you're like, "What's inside the moon?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play it safe though. Yeah. So, but they know there's something in there. Um. So yes, we're we're gonna get into the nitty gritties on like the spell casting and whatnot, but it a lot a lot of cool potential what you can do with a warlock. So um they they out of out of the three main spellcasters, I know I'm just I know I'm not including druids into spellcasters. I'm sorry, but I'm just talking wow. about just, just I'm talking about just arcane, not like nature uh, based or anything. <sighs> I'm telling. Who who are you telling? Don't worry about it, I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell the moon. <laughs> I'm gonna have the FBI knock down my door. <laughs> Are we going to get stream sniped? Is that what's going to happen? Are we going to get <laughs> swatted? No. <laughs> um, so surprisingly, out of out of the three arcane spellcasters, they get the most hit points, like potential. They get a 1d8 per warlock level, which already tells you these guys are supposed to be taking more hits. <laughs> um, however, they get proficiency in only light armor and simple weapons. They do get a saving throw in wisdom and charisma, which is kind of eh. Wisdom, wisdom saving throw, yes. Charisma saving throw, mm, okay. I don't really see that happening a lot, but you know. Um, so you still with me? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, so right out the gate, level one, they get they get to know two cantrips. They get one spell slot, and they know two spells. Wait, one spell slot? What the hell? Why do they only get one spell slot? That makes them useless. No, it doesn't. Because, yeah, they only get one spell slot, but they get their spell slots back at a short rest. Oh, yeah. Again, again, doesn't seem like a big deal, but it really does, especially in a dungeon setting. So, and we'll we'll get to why it's better, or not better, but we'll get to why they only, the justification is they only get, like, X amount of spell slots. So, and then you get Eldritch Invocations at level 2, which is kind of you know, bits of boosts here and there. We'll get into that a little bit later. And then at, at level three, you get your 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 uh, your pack boon, which is so you so you've already made your pact with your patron. You know, you sold your soul to a pit fiend or whatever. <coughs> you right. know, and, and at level one, you get these kinds of spells, and whatnot. At level three, they kind of you know, hey. You want to keep, you know, you want to keep riding this ride and they give you, you know, they give you a little something extra, which is pack the chain, which basically breaks it down. Pack the chain's familiar. Pack of the blade. You're more of a melee focused spellcaster and pack of the tome. You're more of a um, spellcasting. So, you know, you got those three there. 
Uh, level four, you get your uh, improvements and whatnot. <laughs> at levels at level eleven, you get something that's called the Mystic Arcanum, which means you get to choose one six-level spell from your warlock list and choose this as your Arcanum. You can then use that spell without using a spell slot, and you have to finish a long rest before you can do so again. Oh, cool. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, that's not that great, you know, blah, 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 because, you know, they only get to use it one time. And, you know, you're, they, they're, they're kind of right, uh, but there is a reason for that. Um, but at higher levels, you get a 7th level spell at 13th, 8th level spell at 15th, and a ninth level spell at 17th. You regain all uses of your Mystic Arcane when you finish the long rest. So at each of these levels you get one of these. So, yeah. So at 11th, you get a 6th, so on and so forth. So you get one sixth, one seventh, one thirteenth. I mean, one eighth and one ninth level spell. And they're free to use. Don't use your spell slots. Which, to me, kind of handy, actually. Um, And then at 20th level, you can spend one minute talking to your patron. It says entreating, but you can, like, talk to your patron, like, hey, you know, you want to Give me a hand here. And you get all your spell slots back. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, which means you don't even need to take a short rest. You can just be like, hey, there's a boss fight up ahead. Hold on. And we're good. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so, all right. So, the subclasses, quote unquote subclasses, I say that because in the episode where we ranked the classes, I, I, made, I made a point there's a lot of stuff going on with the warlock. Yeah. So it's not really so much. There are three subclasses. There are three subclasses for the subclasses. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's one thing to keep in mind that every patron, you have a pact, right? Yeah. And it, and it says it, it says it right here. There's a little sidebar. that says your pact bone. And you know, if you're a pact of the chain with your, uh, with your Archfey, it could be you have a Sprite or a Pseudo Dragon. If you're a Pack of the Chain with your Fiend, you could have an Imp or a Quasit. Mm, if you're a, if, you, if you're a Pack of the if you're a Pack of the Chain with a Great Old One, you could have a you can have something that's inscrutable. Any familiar form is suitable for it. <laughs> so it's just like go nuts, right? <laughs> if you're a Pack of the Blade with your Archfey, you could have a Slender Blade wrapped in leafy vines. If you serve the fiend, your weapon can be an axe made of black metal adorned with decorative flames. Badass. Or if you're a pack of the blade with a great old one, your weapon might be an ancient looking spear with a gemstone embedded in its head carved to look like a terrible and blinking eye. So it's like, you know, take any one of these three and kind of shape it, flavor it towards your patron. The flames on the axe makes it faster. Yes, it 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 gives it a plus one to speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Personally, I feel like there is a good combination for each of these patrons. Like, you know, if you're the Archfey, probably be like a Pact of the Chain. If you're a Great Old One, you probably want to be a Pact of the Tome. If you're the Fiend, probably Pact of the Blade. Again, these aren't like, like the, like scientifically tested and proven, but it just feels like to me, that's kind of what they were leaning towards. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. No, I, I, I hear you. So essentially what it is, is that each, each patron 
because because uh, if we go down the list, this this whole thing, we're going to be here forever. Yeah. Each, no. each patron gives you a bonus bonus spells from the uh, spell levels one through five. Expanded spells. Expanded. <laughs> yes. Um, and then and and then each uh, each patron kind of gives you spell. I mean, not spell class benefits. Uh, according to that. So essentially what it is that the Archfey is that you're going to be sort of manipulating people a bit more. Like right. you're just, like like you're gonna be charming people. It, by the way, the warlock is a charisma based class, so that does lean into this. Right. Um yeah, you're gonna be like manipulating people more and you're gonna be kind of more slippery in terms of that kind of stuff. Uh, the fiend is almost purely damage. Like yeah, this see is, that burning this, hands, fireball, fire shield, flame strike, hollow mm-hmm. wall and of fire. Then, Jeez. And then my Wait, personal. What's that? All, oh, okay. Never mind. No, no, no. I thought it was uh, at which level you get these spells. No, 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 no. That's that's uh, that's a spell level. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. So, and these are added to your spell list right away from level one. It's just, can you cast them? No. Oh, right. Sorry. Right, right. Um, my personal favorite with the fiend is hurl through hell, <laughs> which starting at level 14, when you hit a creature on the attack, you can use this feature to instantly transport them to the target, to, the target to the lower planes. The creature disappears and hurdles through a nightmare landscape. <laughs> at the end of your next turn, the target returns to the space it previously occupied or the nearest unoccupied space. If the target is not a fiend, it takes 10 D 10 psychic damage Jesus. as it reels from the horrific experience. <laughs> this, All is, right. this is, this is the part of what was, Oh, what was it? Thor Ragnarok? Where Loki's, oh, like, he... <laughs> Loki's like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then and then the great old one is probably to no shock to anyone that knows Lovecraftian. It deals with a lot of like mental stuff, like Tasha's hideous laughter, dissonant whispers, dominate person. Like this is a, this is very like um, where the archfey is manipulating your surroundings, yeah, and 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 the people's like perception. The great old one is manipulating the person's mind and stuff like that. Like it's very much like getting into the uh, into the headspace of these people. Um, and and at level fourteen, they can create a thrall, which means they are charmed by you until remove curses cast on them, and you can communicate telepathically with them. So there is a lot of weirdly enough. As much as I like the great old one, mechanically, it's probably not my first choice. Like I would probably is, go with. A, is this that? the one that Heather's? Is this the one that Heather's playing? No, the one that Heather's playing is the one that's in Xanathar's. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so there's that. And then they have Eldritch Invocations, which this is kind of this is sort of filling in the gap for the fact that they can't cast a lot of spells. Right. Like, for instance, like you get uh, Beast Speech, which is speak with animals at will. You get Armor Shadows, which is Mage Armor at will. Uh, You get, there's another one here that's really, really good. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that deals with um, 
Eldritch Blast because yeah, Eldritch Blast is pretty much the main, like the bread and butter for uh, Warlocks. There's another Hold on. There's one really good one here. Uh, silent image. Anyways, so yeah, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things here that you kind of have to cobble together to make a functioning yeah. uh, a spellcaster. This is sort of the what's what's the proper analogy? It's like it's like you've built a car out of parts that didn't come from the same manufacturer. Right. But, they all fit together, they work. <laughs> but it still runs. It technically runs. You know? <laughs> um so so the one really cool thing about about the warlock is that look at if you look at the table for the warlock right next to spell slots you'll see slot level and this is something where it says level one first blah 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 and then it, it caps off at five what that means is that if you're casting any spell even if it's a level one spell you're casting it at fifth level you Jeez. automatically cast it as strong as you possibly can according to the warlock table and it doesn't it doesn't play against your your spell slots because you only have x amount of spell slots anyways right you saw this everyone saw this in in action <laughs> during curse of Strahd when heather would just pop uh what's it hellish rebuke <laughs> at like third level and <laughs> and essentially explode the person that attacked her <laughs> so yeah no it's it's really it that's one of those things it's like oh it, that's that's one of those things where it's like on paper it sounds cool, but then when you see it in action, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> you know? And again, they get their spell slots back at, at the end of a short rest. Damn. Yeah. So, so it could be it's like so what I'm seeing here, like if you build if you build it correctly and you know mechanics of the warlock, and it, it could be potentially a devastating class. Yeah. It that and that's that's the thing. That's the thing I had to say against the warlock is that you really have to know the full breadth of your character before yeah, like you actually have to study it. It's not something you can just like, oh look, this just you know this. Right. Yeah. Right, because because along with the the things that you can do that your patron grants you, the boons, and especially the Eldritch invocations, you are this is a very roundabout way of making a spellcaster. Right. Like like I can't I I'm being serious when I say you are cobbling together a spellcaster. Like this is very which, non non-traditional. Which I mean, if you think about it, is very thematically correct because they are not naturally smart nor naturally gifted with magic. So what does a person that can't do either one does? Sell their soul to the devil and like, you know, get what they can and make it work. Right. It's like it's supposed to be the warlock is supposed to come off as like their magic is unnatural. Right. Like right, right, very, right. very much unnatural. Um, and, and they're so just supposed to be able to just do this stuff, you know? Um, which again, I, I think that really leans into the whole, like I, it, like the warlock is granted benefits by its patron even if it doesn't want them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, if, if I were, if I were to play a warlock, that's how I would play it. It's like, no, stop giving me power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah. I, I never asked for this. 
<laughs> so, um, so Andrew, yo, so you got your powers by making the contract with something? Mm-hmm. Is it in writing? For chance? It, well, never mind. Just tell me this. Can I get your power by eating you? What? <laughs> Thoughts by the Senator. Oh, is that what it says in Xanathar's guide? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where, what? He's, essentially, he's essentially just wondering if he eats the, the warlock. Will he get oh. his power? <laughs> uh, okay. I love this book so much. <laughs> oh, never mind, just tell me this. Can I get your powers by eating you? <laughs> but one thing I think is really cool that's in that going just briefly going back to the player's handbook before we get into Xanathar's is that's like, what kind of relationship do you have with your patron? Is it friendly, antagonistic, uneasy, or romantic? <laughs> I, I seduced a great old one. That's how I got these powers. <laughs> uh, I, I do that. You, you really don't want to know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my powers though. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Dude, you're not ready for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a tech of opportunity after dark. <laughs> At nights. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Um, so, so going to Xanathar's, Xanathar's does, um, it does expand the, the warlock to where, all right, so you had the warlock in the PHB to where it can cast stuff that manipulates the surrounding and then it can also do offensive stuff and then it can kind of do like I don't want to say mechanical but like status effect spells mm-hmm. but then you introduce the celestial which essentially makes them a support class let me read let me read yeah your patron is a powerful being of the upper planes you have bound yourself to an ancient what empyrean how do you say that Empyrean, solar, Kirin, unicorn, or other entity that... Re- oh, that's cool. It can be a unicorn. I thought you guys were, were kidding with that. No. Or other entity that resides in the plains of everlasting bliss. Your pack with the bean allows you to experience the barest touch of the holy light that illuminates the multiverse. Being connected to such power can cause changes in your behavior and beliefs. You might find yourself driven by annihilate, well, driven to annihilate the undead, to defeat fiends, and to protect the innocent. At times, your heart might also be filled with long, with longing for the celestial realm of your patron, and a desire to wander the paradise for the rest of your days. But you know that your mission is amongst mortals for now, and that your pact binds you to bring light to the dark places of the world. So right away, I kind of feel like this is Wizards of the Coast, like attempt to be like, okay, look, warlocks aren't aren't entirely fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all evil, damn it. <laughs> well, no, because it's just like it's just like when when you read the player's handbook, you're like, this is probably one of the darker classes, for sure. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, so they get a, an expanded spell list, bonus cantrips, and then they get healing light, which we've already seen that in action. Yes. But their their spell list. Okay, so right away they get cure wounds and guiding bolt. Oh, nice! Wait, Heather has guiding bolt. Yes, Heather, you do have guiding bolt. 
I'm speaking to you directly because I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they get Flaming Spear, Lesser Restoration, Daylight, Revivify, Guardians of Faith, Wall of Fire, Flame Strike, and Greater Restoration. So it's essentially, except for Flaming Sphere, it's essentially all cleric spells, uh, except for Wall of Fire, too. Wall what what level can she cast at level six? Uh, at level six, she can cast um, ba, 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 third level. Ah. Okay, yeah, I was so going to say, you have Wall of Fire this whole time? <laughs> yeah, the, no, no. The one level away from casting Guardians of Faith and Wall of Fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Use those spells. <laughs> those are good spells. So close. Um, and then also at first level, you gain light and sacred flame with cantrips. Oh, sacred neat. flame. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then you get the only thing with sacred flame is just the freaking dexterity save, man. Most most uh, most uh, creatures can actually make that save. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely one of those things. Well, you kind of have to know what you're going up against. That's true. Yeah, because, you know, if it's like a hulking brute, eh, it might not make a sexuality site, but you never know. Um, and then you get your the healing light, which we've what already if, seen. In- what if what it up? is some sort of what is what if it is some sort of like crazy guardian of some sort of like dragon house somewhere that it has some big sword? You think that monster can make the saving throw? Easily. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Andrew. <laughs> now you guys know. Don't use the sacred flame. <laughs> this is going to come out three weeks after that encounter. You realize you know that? that? <laughs> <laughs> if only we had known. <laughs> Anyways. Um, right. so, so then they get healed. Again, this is all at first level. So then they get healing light, which, you know, it gives them uh, essentially um, it's free healing. Because uh, it, it's a bonus action, you can you can spend dice equal to, you can spend d sixes equal to your warlock level plus one. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, and then you and then da, 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 the maximum number of dice you can spend at one time equals your charisma modifier. So there's that, and yeah. So then, so then you get those d sixes back when you regain a, a long rest. Oh, neat! Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, Heather could heal like that. So we essentially have two healers. That that that's how she ha- that's how she's been healing. I've 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 seen her use that a couple of times. Oh, I haven't been paying attention. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That that's that's not your wheelhouse. You're 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 doing damage. So <laughs> I just want to punch things. Um, and then at sixth level, when you gain resistance to radiant damage, and then when you cast anything that does radiant or fire damage, you add your charisma modifier. Which Ooh. that's no, that's something that. Uh, Heather's been doing. That's why she's saying, "Oh, I had plus three. Plus three yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was just. I thought that was just a. Uh, what's it called? Some sort of boom that uh, that you got. Well, it is because you got it at level six. <laughs> okay, so celestial res, uh, resilience. So at level ten, you gain temporary hit points uh, whenever you finish a long or short rest. These temporary hit points are equal to your warlock level plus your charisma modifier. Additionally, choose up the five creatures you can see at the end of a long rest. They also they gain half of those hit points plus your charisma modifier. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, let's all get a quick boost <laughs> yeah. before we, you know, before we go in there. Searing Vengeance. That sounds yeah. scary. Searing Vengeance. You want to read that one? Yeah. Starting at level 14, 
The radiant energy energy you channel allows you to resist death. You have to make a death saving throw. When you have to make a death saving throw, at the start of your turn, you can instead spring back to your feet with a burst of radiant energy. Water's always cold. <laughs> you regain hit points uh, equal to half of your hit points maximum. Damn, really? Okay. And then you stand up uh, if, you sh if, you sh if you so choose. Each creature of your choice that is within 30 feet of you takes radiant damage equal to 2d8 plus your charisma modifier. And it is blind under the ham. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty cool, ain't it? Yeah, dude, that's that's woof. So, so that, so that, <laughs> yeah, so that makes it the point where you don't want to down the warlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's dangerous. UDA plus your charisma modifier and tease. And warlocks are charisma based, so you're probably going to have a pretty, uh, pretty large uh, pool of charisma modifier. At at fourteenth level, if you're if you're not taking feats, you probably capped out your charisma modifier by then. That's true. So, so yeah. So, the, so the celestial, like I said, I kind of feel like it's Wizards of the Coast backpedaling. Hey, look, we're here. There's a friendly <laughs> warlock. You know, it's it's not all messed up. <laughs> um, but then the I, next one is the hexblade. Yeah, the next one's like, okay, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> 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 Uh, okay, so so while the celestial is all about like oh light and gods and stuff like that, the hexblade is that you made your pack with a mysterious entity from the shadow fell already off to a good start. <laughs> uh, the mighty sword black razor is notable for one of these weapons. Uh, oh, sorry, a force that manifests into sentient magic weapons carved from the stuff of shadows. The mighty sword Black Razor is the most notable of these weapons, which have been spread across the multiverse over the ages. The shadowy force behind these weapons can afford power to warlocks whom packs formed with it. Many Hexblade warlocks create weapons that emulate those formed in the Shadowfell. Others forego such arms, content to weave the dark magic of their plane into spellcasting. Because the Raven Queen is known to have forged the first of these weapons, many sages speculate that she and the force are one and that the weapons, along with the Hexblade Warlocks, are tools she can use to manipulate events on the material planes to her, to her inscrutable ends. Oh, that was a weird one. So, right. this is one of those things that, like, I feel like just obviously from the name and the uh, flavor text, like, this is... <laughs> it's like, I'm going to play a Pact of the Chain Hexblade. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, stop. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> okay, so uh, the expanded Hexblade list is you get Shield and Wrathful Smite, which you get a, smi you get a Smite spell. At level one. <laughs> At level one, right. And Shield, which is like, you know, automatically says, hey, I'm going to be in the thick of it. Yeah. You get, you get Blur, which is really good, and Branding Smite, second. And another Smite. And then you get Blink, an elemental weapon, and then Phantasmal Oof. Killer and Staggering Smite, and then Banishing Smite and Cone of Cold. So this is taking... This is pure, like, all right, you, you, if you want to be a Pack of the Blade, I'm not, I'm not going to say you need to be a Hexblade, but it's really recommended because it's like going all in. To yeah, the, I can see that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so the Hexblade Curses. Starting at level one, you gain the ability to place a bail for curse on someone. As a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. That target is cursed for one minute, which is a long time in combat. That's yep. ten, 10 rounds. 
the curse ends early, the target dies, <laughs> or you die, <laughs> or if you're incapacitated. Until the curse ends, you gain the following benefits. You gain a bonus to damage rolls against the cursed target. The bonus equals your proficiency bonus. Hell nice. yes. Hell yes. That's essentially rage damage. Yeah. Any any attack roll that you make against the cursed target is a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20. Oof. Which is, um, that's something that the champion fighter has, I believe. Yeah, improved critical. Yeah. Gives you that. And if the cursed target dies, you regain hit points equal to your warlock level plus your charisma modifier. Damn. So that's, oh, there's something else that gives you that too. I want to say the necromancer subclass and the wizard gives you that. Already at level one, you get three features that higher up classes get, you know? Yeah. You you get rate you, you essentially get rage damage, you get improved critical, and then you get the one for the necromancer and wizards. I forget exactly what it is, but you get temporary hit points when you down an enemy. This is a nice this is a nice mix. Yeah. Uh yeah. The hexblade is awesome. <laughs> uh which I think I might know what my character's gonna be. Um <laughs> Damn it, I, told, I told you I got that warlock in the chamber, man. It's been sitting there. <laughs> Um, so, and then, and then get this at first level, you essentially gain proficiency with medium armor, shields, and martial weapons. Damn. Yeah. So, and then let's see the influence of your patron also, also allows you to mystically channel your will through the particular weapon. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch one weapon that you're proficient with, and that lacks the two handed property. So it has to be a one handed weapon. When you attack with that weapon, you can use your charisma modifier instead of strength or dexterity for attack and damage rolls. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is your weapon. There are this is my sword. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's great uh, because I, I turn to page and I see the freaking illustration for the hex blade. Yeah, so this is essentially the hex blade. The hex blade, I if I remember correctly, I I'm probably getting this wrong, but hear me out. The hex blade and 3.5 was an actual class in of itself. Oh really? Yeah, like it was if I remember correctly. It was just a spell casting like melee class, which I think they kind of broke that up into the Hexblade for Warlocks and then the Eldritch Knight for Fighters. So this, yeah, so this is kind of this is sort of the like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Horseshoe effect kind of deal where on one side you have spell casting and one side you have melee and at the very end of that horseshoe you have the Hexblade Warlock and the Eldritch Knight <laughs> Fighter. Where it's like they're not a perfect one to one, but they're damn near close. Yeah, dude. Damn, I freaking that Hexblade Warlock. And that's at level one. So if I if Vesemir dies next session, uh, is his is his twin brother Vesemir gonna be a Hexblade? <laughs> more than more than likely, yes. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have two warlocks in the group. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Just let me show you how a real warlock does that. Well, bam. <laughs> <laughs> what is the good industry is doing here? <laughs> no, don't make it's, it's already it's already hard enough to keep up with one patron. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't kill Vesemir. And I'm not I'm not gonna kill I will <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to stop myself there. <laughs> I can't guarantee anything. Yeah, I don't. Um, 
I don't want to kill Vincent. <laughs> Whether he lives or not is an entirely different thing altogether. Dias Rolls has spoken to. Yep, exactly. Uh, and also, and also, if you look at the top of the page for the Xanathar thing, it says Hexblade. What a cool name! So, is your sword evil or cursed or something? But you're evil, right? Okay, now I don't like the name. Names aren't cool if you don't make sense. Like mine, the Xanathar. See, it's cool and it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so already at level one, I'm super for the hex blade. <laughs> so what happens at level six, Andrew? Oh, uh, on a second. Oh, God, please. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Attack of opportunity dies live. <laughs> okay. So at level six, you get something called the accursed specter. Starting at 6th level, you can curse the soul of a person you slay, temporarily binding it to your service. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> when you slay a humanoid, you can cause its spirit to rise from the corpse of a specter, the statistics of which are in the monster manual. Cool. When the specter appears, it gains temporary hit points equal to half your warlock level. Roll initiative for the specter, which has its own turns. It evades your verbal commands and gains a special bonus to its attack roll equal to your charisma modifier. The specter remains, remains in your service until the end of your next long rest, at which point it vanishes into the afterlife. Once you bind the specter with this feature, you can't use the feature again until you finish a long rest. Bam. So just imagine. <laughs> so you don't, I don't only kill you. I make you work. <laughs> so, so you're fighting a Hexblade Warlock, and you die by a tan. And you're like, oh, well. So you're fighting a Hexblade Warlock, and it manages to kill you. And you're like, oh, well, I've been faithful to the god Paylor. He's going to welcome me home and I'll sit at his right hand. And the Hexplay world like, nah. Nope. <laughs> no, no, you ain't. <laughs> like, even in death, the Hexplay warlock spits in your face. <laughs> no, your place trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is like <laughs> the yin to the celestial patron's yang. <laughs> Yeah, like 100%. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so then at 10th level, you get the armor of hexes. Uh, at 10th level, your hex somehow grows more powerful. If the target cursed by your hexblade's curse hits you with an attack roll, you can use your reaction to roll a d6. On a 4 or higher, the attack misses you regardless of its roll. What? Yeah, so there is a 50-50 chance that it can just... Nah. Nah, bro. It just doesn't hit. <laughs> Jesus. And then at level 14, you get Master of Hexes. <laughs> Starting at 14, you can spread your Hexblade's curse from a slain creature to another creature. When the creature cursed by your Hexblade curses dies, you can apply the curse to a different creature you can see within 30 feet of you, provided you aren't incapacitated. When you apply the curse in this way, you don't regain hit points from the death of the previously cursed creature. So it's one of those things, like, it's essentially you get to move your curse onto somebody else. Because... Unlike Hunter's Mark or something like that, where you can use like a bonus action to move the Hunter's Mark right. around, the curse can only stay on one person. And then when it's de- when the curse is dead, the curse—I mean, when the curse thing dies, the curse is over. So I see. Um, that's, you, that's helpful. You just move it. <laughs> like, nope, you're next. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's it, it's one of those things like, eh, it's okay, but it it, it is useful, you know. Because again, I feel like Wizard of the Coast is like, all right, we made the we made the hexblade too cool. We got to downplay <laughs> what the 14th level is because then no one's gonna play anything else if we if we don't do that. Um, but then there's some new Eldritch Infications, which there's too many to list right now. But there is 
there is a cool one that is uh, Aspect of the Moon, which means to gain the benefits of the long rest, you can just spend all eight hours doing light activities, such as reading your book to shadows or keeping watch. So you don't have to sleep anymore. Huh. Um, yeah. So and you're not affected by sleep, or you or you can't be forced to go to sleep. You're immune to the sleep spell. Um, there's Eldritch Smite, which means you do an extra. You you can expend a a, war, a warlock spell to essentially cast Smite on your on your Eldritch Blast. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Or or just whatever your your uh, your attack is. Uh, plus another one d eight per level of the spell slot, and you can knock the target prone if it's huge or smaller. Um, there's another one in here that I thought was really cool. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we'll get back into that. Um, oh yeah, no, the Lance of Lethargy, which is or Lethargy, which is when you hit a creature with your Eldritch Blast, you reduce that creature's speed by ten feet until the end of its next turn. So, or the end of your next turn. So, it's one of the things that's like doesn't seem useful on paper, but when that creature is like forty feet away from you and it has a reach weapon, guess what? It's still not yeah. going to hit you. So, bam! Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't. I mean, I think I like the hex bite a lot. <laughs> yeah, if like, if I, I like had... I like I like all things celestial, but the hex blade, oof. Yeah, I'm sorry. The hex blade just just seals it for me. I mean, and. Yeah. And the thing about the thing about the celestial is that it's like, yeah, you can cast cure wounds at a super high level, but I only have four spell slots, man. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So yeah, what do you think of warlocks? Have That's, I sold you I'm, on them? <laughs> well, at the beginning, it gave me a little bit of a headache just because of how many different moving parts there is but then it all yeah. made sense later on down the line especially with the hex blade Ooh, i yeah, saw the and, matrix yeah and this is one of the things don't forget all the hex blade stuff you still get the the stuff that's in the base warlock class, right right right, right. you know yeah. so that's, i mean it's pretty cool i like man you can't really beat the hex blade that was really cool but i do like i think do i want what i play because i like playing also or all sorts of like Anything that has to do with like celestial beams. Would I play a celestial hex play? I think I will play um, a celestial warlock. I think I will play a celestial warlock. Really? I actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean personally, this. Don't get me wrong. Celestial warlock's really cool. But if I had to pick first, my first pick would probably be hex blade. Then my I can second see pick no, would I, probably be fiend. I can see that 100. percent I and think it's it, maybe it's a celestial. Like the arch phase, like my last pick. I just. Right. Something about it, I just don't like it. So, yeah. no, I mean that's good. Do you want to finish this episode? Yeah. All right, finish it. Do the outro. What? I'm doing the outro. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, are you are you not feeling up to it? No, no, because <laughs> I always do it. You got to do it once. Well, no, just like you sound kind of tired to me. Oh no, well I am a little tired, but that's because of the beers I have. Maybe three. Oh, beers. okay, okay, all right yeah. then. Well, unfortunately, I wish we had more time to to talk about the madness that is Warlocks, but uh, but that's all the time we have right now. So make sure to find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much literally any other <laughs> app yes. that you can listen to podcasts on. I went, I went on a crazy rampage and just like put us on every single podcast. Yeah, you just found, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, uh, please listen to us <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Facebook 
uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Do we have an Instagram? I keep. Uh, I think we I do. asked that last time. We, we do, but we don't. I don't post anything in there. We don't do anything with those, but still follow us. You never know. <laughs> yeah, give us a follow. Also, uh, almost every Wednesday we play live on Twitch. Right now we're playing Curse of Strahd, DM by Andrew. Yes. And uh, I know this is gonna be like three weeks after we. <laughs> the group, we're, up, we're about to die. <laughs> the group might or might not be dead by the time this. this uh, by the this, time this, this comes, comes up. Comes yeah, by the time this episode comes out, we may or may not be running them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we might be playing Curse of Strut by the time this one comes out. And if so, and if so, it might be with a different cast of characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might not be a celestial war. <laughs> or there might not be a blood hunter. There might there might still be a fighter. He's he's pretty tough. And no matter no matter what I throw at him, he keeps going. <laughs> so yeah for sure but um yeah thank you for listening to us and uh, make sure to give us a uh, rate us and you know, excuse me give us a review some feedback uh let us know if you have any cool interest in warlock uh character ideas or if you just hate warlocks let us know yeah yeah tell us why warlocks are crap or don't yeah or don't <laughs> whatever i can't tell you what to do <laughs> my patron can beat up your patron yeah screw you and your patron <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of Attack of Opportunity. All right, bye. 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 <laughs> oh. No, oh, I'm recording. I stated. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Craig, are you my warlock patron? <laughs> <laughs>